TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about? The twins, of course. It's Five Twins Thoughts. Five. With Derek Wetmore. Welcome in. It is Five Thoughts on scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makhlouf along with our twins reporter, Derek Wetmore. You find his work at scorenorth.com. Uh, presented by Shane Company, your friend in the diamond business. And today's Five Thoughts, Derek, is five baseball conversations that are sure to start a fight at any bar. Yes. <laughs> anywhere. So I'm thinking, like, you walk in, yeah. and you see some baseball fans, and you're wearing your Cubs hat, your Cubs shirt, and people are like, oh, how are the Cubs doing? That's sure. fine. That's Actually, pleasantries. that just happened. Literally five minutes ago. <laughs> that just happened out in the hall. <laughs> the office hallway. But... Then there are those conversations where you're like, it's like politics. You're like, ah, right. unless I know this baseball fan I'm just going to well, stay away from that's, this. Well, let's not right. talk it's about it. It's going to go down a bad road. Thought number one for me, uh-huh. the number one thing that will start a fight in any bar, yeah. universal DH. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. See, it's like your I'm blood. that guy. And I'm telling you right, I'm, the, I'm that guy. When you say universal DH, I'm ready for a fight. You're, I don't know if you want to have that fight right now, but when you say universal DH... I'm ready for a fight. I think we owe it to the listener to hash it out a little bit, although sitting across the table is probably just fine because I can't reach you, you can't reach me, and I have no plans, Rami. I'm doing a show a little later today. I know you are, too, on Score North. I have no plans of getting in an actual fight today. Right. That's not what I dressed for. Are you Are you a universal DH guy? You're, you, know, you want the universal DH? I'm ready to accept it, but I'm not holding the flag at the front of the parade, grand marshalling the thing, mm-hmm. I'm, like, not going to beat people down who want it. Right. So this probably says a little bit about me, too, that I'm just not going to fight about it. Right. For or against. But I can tell that you're against. I'm, you're adam- adam- I'm against. adamantly against. Like, if anything is going to be universal, it should be getting rid of the DH. But, oh, wow. But... I will. I you will. Don't like scoring runs. I'll okay. concede. I'll concede. <laughs> leaving it the way that it is now. Why can't we just leave it the way it is now? Where so everybody everybody gets what they want. And yeah, you might be a fan of a National League team and yeah. you prefer the DH, or you might be a fan of American League team and you prefer no DH. So maybe your favorite team isn't playing the style of baseball that you want. But sure. I mean, MLB TV exists. If yeah, you pick really, a new favorite if, team. Right, if, you really, <laughs> yeah. if you really want to watch baseball with the DH, <laughs> right. you live in an AL city, we'll pick a different team and watch baseball with the DH. Yeah. The way it is now, everybody gets what they want. Let's just leave it as is. Don't take the strategy out of my National League baseball. I love a double switch. I applaud a double switch. Hmm. When I see a manager go to an umpire with a card and start to make a double switch, oh, it's oh, it's base. That's a baseball delicacy. Did you just weapon. do a chef's kiss. I did. I just did a chef's <laughs> kiss. That is a baseball delicacy, uh, right there. See, I don't. I get it. Okay, I totally understand why people want it to be this added element. But like, I'm picturing it from the like Rocco Baldelli mm-hmm. hasn't managed in the National League before. Mm-hmm. Even Derek Shelton, who is sort of the you know manager's right-hand man for the Twins this year. Sure. They're at, like, a strategic disadvantage when you start talking about playing a game in a National League park with National League rules. But doesn't Derek Shelton have some experience in the National League? I remember reading a story. Oh, I'm during, trying to think. I think it was during the Mets series when they pulled a double switch. Okay. They said that Shelton was the guy who went to Baldelli and said, hey, we should... Well, that's just do this. That's because Shelton's just like a genius. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think if he has. Like, I know he's got some Rays experience. He. he I don't remember if it mentioned that in the article. I just remember reading the article that Baldelli. It hadn't occurred to Baldelli because obviously, sure, yeah, the lack of NL experience. Yeah, but 
Well, you caught me uh, unprepared on this one, but I, I, I think the strategic element doesn't do enough for me to justify the cut down on offense and the fact that you're going to pull a pitcher who's rolling to try to hit a double. Like, I'm I'm out on that. I'd rather just see the lineup turn itself over and score some runs. I like seeing a manager also have to make that agonizing decision. Sure. Uh, my pitcher is rolling, but damn, I need these runs. Yeah, you're down 3-1. You know I mean? Right. Bases exactly. loaded, the pitcher's up. Exactly. In the fifth inning. I love that. I love it. Oh man, we don't okay. have to. We don't have to continue. You to know what? Let me say up. this because I want to give um, Dick Bramer his due. I heard him talking on the Fox Sports North broadcast about this during one of the NL games. He said, um, "I think it was in the Mets series where he said one of the things he's contended for a long time. This was the first I'd heard of it, and I've been mm-hmm. watching Twins games for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I'll give him credit for having it for years. Why don't if you're going to play the whole AL NL in an AL park, play by National League rules?" So that the American League team, the fans get to experience that sort of novelty, that right. the whole double switch and like whatever. And then when you go to a National League park and you're an AL team, bring your DH, and then the fans in that park get to see Nelson Cruz hit bombs. Everybody wins. So he's just saying switch which rules you play by. So the visiting team, correct, gets their gets their rules. Because otherwise, I mean, you're a Cubs fan. You go to yeah. Wrigley fifty times a year. You just you see the same game. I mean, yeah. you see the. The strategy of, like, should we pull Lester in the sixth inning because we want that base hit? I'd be okay with that. I don't hate that. As long as you don't take away National League baseball and no DH and the strategy that comes with that. Yeah, I would I would just fold the National League on itself if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would make everybody in American League team double down on the better league. And uh, sorry, Rami. All right, the second thing. As five thoughts, we as we continue with five thoughts and the five things that are sure to start a bar fight, baseball arguments that are sure to start a bar fight, and it's it's an issue again after Tim Anderson did it a couple days ago, bat flips, and that seems to be that might be number one on the list if you're talking about the frequency of baseball fights sure. that are happening, sure, yes. especially in 2019. Sure. I think bat flips might be the the number one argument. Bat flips and just generally pimping home runs. Yeah, yeah, flair. Right, exactly. And uh, I don't know about you. I'm a fan of flair. Yes. I like flair with my baseball. I like bat tosses. I almost don't think there's any limit that should be put on it. If you yeah. want to toss the bat all the way back to your dugout, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think it, there should be a minimum requirement of flair. I think you need at least 15 pieces of flair to qualify as a Major League Baseball player. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally for it. And actually, Rami, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, but uh, a couple the past couple of days I've seen people retweeting this stuff. Um, I'd give credit if I remembered who it was, but I don't. So here we are. I'm just going to tell you about it. Old photos of like old-timey baseball players with bat flips. Ricky Henderson, not that he's old-timey, but, you know, he's from a previous generation, had an epic bat flip where it, it he he hits it, and on his follow-through does this little wrist flick with his oh, left hand, yeah. and you never see the bat come back into the picture. <laughs> so somebody said, they're like, yeah, he just launched this into orbit is how high that one went. And it is great because then as it pans it with him running down the first baseline, you literally you never, never see the see bat the again. Bat and then there was one with Mickey Mantle, a right. legit right. series of bat flips. And it's like, okay, let's not pretend like this is old this school versus new school. Exactly. Mickey Mantle did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this side of Honus Wagner, give me a name that strikes you as more like old-timey black and white baseball than – Mickey Mantle. And that's what that's what worries me about it is that guys hated it when Mickey Mantle did it back then. 
Sure. I'd like to believe that like a lot of archaic thoughts and ways of thinking in society, like it'll go the way of the dinosaur, like as older generations pass on some mm. of the some of the thoughts will pass on with them but oh, if people see. have been complaining about bat tosses since mickey mantle i yes. don't know if there's any hope that will <laughs> that right. this will ever end and it will just be right. an accepted practice in baseball where guys don't have to worry about getting 94 mile an hour fastballs sure. hurled at their midsection the yes. next at bat after right. they do it because i really i want that out of the game yes i want guys to be able to bat toss celebrate show flair show enthusiasm for the game with no repercussions right. whatsoever right, at right. all, not from the, not from the opposing team, not from umpires, nothing. I just want these guys to be able to do their thing freely. When you said by way of the dinosaur, I thought you meant a meteor would crash into the planet <laughs> and no, cast a they'd go black extinct. cloud over the everyone. The way of the dodo bird. Oh, I see. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> Slowly sure. go away. Sure. Because, yeah. we don't, because we don't need them anymore. It brings me to... <laughs> it brings me to yeah, it got very dark. It brings me to thought number three on okay. this. Sure to start a fight. And it kind of is tied with the flair, the panache of showboating, whatever. Sure. The code. Mm-hmm. The code is guaranteed to start a bar fight. You and I disagree a little bit on the code. Not yeah. enough to throw punches, but you could see how a little bit of tweak to my thoughts, a little bit of tweak to your thoughts to make us a little bit more extreme. Right. We could be coming to blows over our first pint at a bar. Right. Absolutely. For because- me the for me the code is like go ahead and pimp, go ahead and whatever, do whatever. But if you try to hurt one of my guys, whether it's by spiking him while you're sliding into a base mm-hmm. or I know you're intentionally throwing at one of my guys, I'm not I'm not going to get bullied. My baseball team is not going to get bullied and we need to retaliate and show that this will not stand. But that's the only time. That's and Yeah. So basically my theory not just in baseball, but in life, is don't start none, won't be none. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't start none, won't be none. Is my, That's how I go through life. Derek. That must what be more? the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right>. Five thoughts. <laughs> don't start none, won't be none. I like exactly. it. Uh, do you have a bumper sticker to that I don't. Effect? I don't. I should. should. Yeah. I should. Yeah. It would know, people would know for sure right next to your Cubs C. Right. Like, what this guy's all about. Like, I don't walk around looking for fights in my day-to-day life, but if I am forced to defend myself, that I'm forced to defend myself, and the same goes in baseball. I, I'm not out looking for a fight, but if you're trying to hurt my guys, well, then I guess we're doing this. You ever been in a fight? Yeah, a few. Like bad, not bad, as, or no, just no, like kind of no, tussle? Not, not as an adult. Okay. No, never. I don't. Well, no, not as an adult. As a teenager was the last time I was in a fight. I remember the last like close time. <laughs> so you've never been in a fight. Well, I mean, schoolyard okay, tussles, yeah. whatever. That, yeah. that doesn't count. You should see the other guy. But um, <laughs> we were walking down. This is in Dinkytown. I was in college. Uh-huh. And some guy. So it's me and a friend who I won't name on the show. And then Phil two other guys that were coming the <laughs> other way. Uh, and one of the guys... I don't know if he was like blackout drunk or what, but he Probably. just hands in his pockets, looking down the whole way, and with five feet to go as we're as we're walking towards each other mm-hmm. on a sidewalk, <laughs> steps onto our side, looks up, looks me dead in the eye, and sticks his shoulder right into my sternum. <laughs> See, and, now in that instance, and I there got was a swing, Derek Wetmore. I got a swing, and I paused uh-huh. because i i try to always right. hey don't react emotionally yeah. let's let's evaluate mm-hmm. this 
And even after that moment of evaluation, my evaluation was about to be. I got a swing on this joker. Don't start none, won't be none. <laughs> There's about to be some. It's, it's two on two. I trust this guy. Neither of these dudes are huge. Pound for pound, I'll go with anybody. And now I'm a small guy, so like if it's just a big dude, it's just let's not start this. Right. Even if you start some, won't be none won't today, be sir. None. We're good. We're, we're all good start, here. Start all you want. Yep. There still won't be none. But in this case, uh, yeah, it was. Gosh, that must have been uh, ten ten years ago now or so. But yeah, so you just was, kept walking. You didn't say anything. You just kept walking. You were like, what the hell, man? What's that all about? Yeah, I did that. And then ultimately I was like, you don't know anything about this guy. Like, he might be crazy. And we're not like, it's not like you're in the middle of Sam's Club. I mean, he's this is out just like in a dark alley where it would be True. a while before someone True. found you if something yeah. happened. But he was alone and you were with five of your buddies? No, no, or no. Three oh, of your buddies? You got the numbers all oh, off. Okay. It was two on two. Oh, okay. No, otherwise that guy's not bumping his shoulder into my sternum. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I don't know how we got off on this tangent, right. but the code will always start a fight at a bar for sure. Right, exactly. Yeah. Even just like at the or, park. Or in an alley or on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need help starting fights on Twitter. You seem to be pretty well equipped. Which brings us to our fourth thought, and this is unique to cities like Minneapolis, who didn't put a roof on it, Derek Wetmore. That will start a debate in any city like Minneapolis that has bad weather. Really, any city outside of San Diego and Los Angeles who built their stadium yeah. in the late 20th, early 21st century and did not use the technology available to us to put a retractable roof on it so when it's nice out, you can have outdoor baseball, and when it's sure. not nice out, you can still have baseball in good conditions mm -hmm. as as scheduled 81 times a year, which is good for everyone involved, but that's my side. <laughs> very of calm about this. <laughs> very calm. Um, has it started just... to die down for you? Um, I mean, you're a new guy. You're put a roof on it, guy. That's just like I've planted, was I've planted my flag. There. You have absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw people. Uh, someone who's asking, like, who do you who do you think about when there's a bad weather or a weather it delay? Was, uh, Jason Benetti, the okay. uh, the White Sox play by play guy. There it is, and there he were multiple out, people. He tweeted out a picture with a tarp on the field. <laughs> I think it was in Chicago. I'm not sure. Must and he been. said, "Who's the first person you think of?" <laughs> and my mentions were filled with people saying, <laughs> "At Rami is tweeting hashtag put a roof on it." Probably Cubs fans, Brewers fans, <laughs> and definitely Twins fans. So I, I guess has it died down for you, or is it still it, going pretty strong? It, it comes in waves, um, and sure. so. Sometimes people like you will antagonize me and troll me on Twitter. I've in, got a little fire poker, yeah. In, into sending, firing out a put a roof on it tweet. Sure. And I can't help myself when we have <laughs> a yeah. snow out or a rain out um, to go out to Target Field yeah. and shoot a quick video, which sure. has been watched by 13,000 people. That's somehow. pretty good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Well, I think I need to remind myself of the words of a sage man when I'm logging into Twitter.com who once told me, don't start none, won't be none. And I, sometimes I need to remember that because I do poke the bear on Twitter a little bit. A little and bit. For a number of years, Rami, I just, I just changed my Twitter photo, hashtag new profile pic. But for the number of years, it was just this – it was like my first day of working at uh, then 1500 ESPN. I'm just yeah. sort of – Whatever, stone faced. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking ahead. I've got, you know, I've journalist seen that picture. Yeah, it's journalist a guy. Scary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a little scary. Phil made fun of me for it on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. so he's like, 
you make jokes on Twitter, and then people see that avatar, and you're dry. Your sense of humor is kind of dry, so people don't know you're joking. Right. They just think you're a psycho. That's right. right. Yeah. Some sort of psychopathic lunatic. And what I was doing is the photo was taken to be like, you know, journalism guy. That's mm-hmm. like the every, every journalist's photo is like through pursed lips and not quite smiling. Because <laughs> you deal with some. Sure. S-H-I-T in, in journalism, and you don't want that to be like a wacky, smiley photo. Right. But we're in the entertainment business, and Phil was basically, yeah, he would criticize me often that <laughs> like, you can't, that's, <clears throat> it just doesn't fit. Yeah. And I'm, he's right. I've changed it now. In case you haven't noticed, my profile pic is a guy from Chicago who worked in Milwaukee for 13 years wearing a Brett Favre Vikings jersey. Oh, like, yeah. that's just one big joke. <laughs> You're trolling. <laughs> right. That's, You're trolling. That's, that's a huge joke. So I'll, it's clear when you I'll, troll, like, yeah, oh, that guy, oh, he's probably just getting it. When I trolled with, like, stone-faced right. gargoyle exactly. statue man, it was yeah. like, what's what's this guy's deal? Yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> what a jerk. Uh, did you have uh, thought number five that you were hankering to get in? No. Go ahead. Have at it. Let me say quickly what th- what sparked this thought for me, and we won't talk about this as an official thought, mm-hmm. but Judd and I fought this week on the Score North Twin Show about catcher collisions. Yeah. I'd just like to see catchers stay healthy. He wants to see people get bullied because he loves hockey. So we kind of got into it. It's not necessarily for this show, but it made me think, I forgot there were people who loved catchers collisions. And that's an instant fight starter. I I I don't necessarily love catcher collisions, but I do think that a play at the plate on a ball hit to the outfield is maybe the most exciting play in the sport of baseball. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, up there. Right. And one element to it, one of the things, one of the possible outcomes in that play was a collision, which I'm not going to lie was exciting when they would have them. And yeah, it was pretty exciting when gladiators had to face a live lion and force or risk dying. I have the same approach to catcher collisions as I have to watching the NFL, as I have to watching UFC, which is that I don't want people to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm not rooting for anyone to get hurt. But, dot, but, dot, dot. It's entertaining watching violence. It's been entertainment since the start of man, so I'm not unique in this. Violence is entertaining to us. It it catches our interest. And if everybody involved is a willing and able participant who enters knowing the risks of the actions that they're taking and they're willing to risk their safety to entertain me... Then let's do this. I'm not. <laughs> that's, that's how I look at it. But as far as the catcher collision rule goes, sure. Let's do this with specific rules, which is that the catcher cannot block the plate until he has the ball, and the runner can't go out of his way and leave the baseline to crash into a catcher and try and jar the ball loose. So, in other words, if the catcher catches the ball, he's blocking the plate. The runner is coming down the baseline, and both guys know here it comes and have a chance to brace themselves and prepare for impact. Then I think it's a fair play, and yes, yeah, somebody might get hurt, but again, everybody enters that situation knowing the risks involved to provide me with entertainment. So again, let's do this. Uh, I'm out on that for two reasons. One, <laughs> it opens up the subjectivity to like, well, did he have the ball or like whatever? And the uncertainty of the situation, like is 
Astadio going to get the ball before I go barreling into him? The uncertainty causes more problems in my mind, not only from a subjective ruling standpoint, from the umpire's perspective, because we all know they have enough trouble with the rules as it is. True. And the subjectivity, and that's that's a whole ball of worms I don't want to get into. But the other ball of worms, can of worms, can ball of, worms, of wax, ball of wax, can of wax. <laughs> you can have multiple different substances in multiple different containers, but or I'll. Tapes. I'll <laughs> yeah, I'm not. This is bar fight too. If I take <laughs> everything down this literal road, um, I I don't like this the ambiguity there of like, well, when did he have the ball and. Can I barrel into him, or am I going to be a split second too early? That, that to me, causes more injuries. And second of all, wasn't it fun watching Buster Posey's backup catcher try to hit 200 that season? But that's a perfect example, and that's the example people always bring up. And if you watch that play, Buster Posey is blocking the plate before he has the ball. So he, sure. doesn't, he, can't, he doesn't see the runner coming. He can't brace for impact. I think right. that makes a difference. If the catcher can catch the ball gather himself before the runner gets there and there's a collision yeah then there's a collision right but if you're if you're a catcher and you don't know quite how far the runner is and you have to judge that and if you're a runner and you don't know how quite far how far the ball is you're like should i light this dude up right now and try to kill his achilles or <laughs> do i just need to try this old championship hook slide and tap the plate on my way through the subjectivity there the ambiguity of what's the move i think would cause more more pain for players. But okay, so that was a bar fight. That was. We we got into a little bit. We did. I think thought number five can be pretty quick because we either agree on this one or we can't do a show together for the rest of the summer. <laughs> thought number five, batting around the leadoff hitter of the inning needs to bat a second time. Before it's actually considered, considered batting around. Batting around. Um, and I hear a lot of people debating this. I don't have strong feelings on sure. it. Okay, it's not a hill. Fine. It's not a hill I'll die on. Okay, but I say if nine if nine guys get to the plate, you've batted around. You know what happens if nine guys come to the plate in an inning and the ninth one makes the third out? What's that? You batted straight. You you, you batted <laughs> straight through the batting order in a straight line. One. Line connecting so two for points. You, for you, this is a matter of semantics. This is like when people are saying... It's a shape, Rami. It's like when people say that they've, they've changed their stance on something, and they're like, I've done a complete 360. <laughs> well, you're right back where you were. Is that, is that what right. you're saying? It's exactly okay. right. It's a shape. It's simple math. 360 means you ended up at the same point. Right. We can agree on the that. The expression is, I've done a 180. That's right. For and anybody people, listening who wants to that use up. that expression, I've done a 180. You've maybe done a semicircle, and that would be fine. Right. But batting around, to me, there's no debate. It is you come back around to the top of the order. And, yeah, we don't need to fight about it because it's just a silly one. Right. But I don't get how there's even a debate, I guess. is That's why I wanted to bring you know this what? up on this show. You're no debate. So, you're so passionate about this, and I'm so not passionate about this. Let's end it by agreeing. Hey. <laughs> fights, fights and debates can end in agreement. Derek Wetmore, you're right. Put her there, Rami. Let's go get a beer. <laughs> this has been Five Thoughts. Check out this and all our Twins programs. Just search Score North Twins wherever you download podcasts. We'll talk to you next time on scorenorth.com.